my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Uh, There's a lot of people who feel that they're not being uh, handled well by Google and Facebook and others. There were just hearings in Washington where uh, there was a lot of hostility from just about every elected leader who was interrogating the folks with the big technology companies. And people are more aware of the issues with privacy than they used to be. So I want you to know that if you are nervous about what's happening with your personal information when you were on the web, there are a couple of steps you can take that can make a big difference. Let's start with the browser you use. So if you are using the Chrome browser, which is by far the most popular of the browsers out there from Google, Google provides these browsers for free, but as you use it, there's so much tracking going on of you. Uh, In a technology article, Uh, the technology writer for the Washington Post found that in one week, Chrome put more than 11,000 tracker cookies into the browser. So every inquiry, every, every search, everything going on, the browser was capturing. And then following you around and targeting you and all that. So... First things first, if you're really comfortable with the Chrome browser and you don't want to change, Google actually makes it really easy for you to turn off a lot of the tracking and put in place a lot of privacy settings. And people just aren't aware how easy it is to make those changes if you're really comfortable with what you've got. And At Clark.com, we have the very simple steps you need to take to make it so that you can use the Chrome browser and not feel like every single character you type is another invitation for them to track you. Or you could do what so many people have done, and they've downloaded Firefox. The opposite experience with Firefox. Firefox, you tell them, yes, please track me. If you don't, they're not. With Google, you tell them, please don't track me, and they don't. So it's not particularly difficult for you if you want to stay with Chrome, but if it's just the kind of thing you're too busy, you're not going to get around to it, then look at doing Firefox. It takes a bit of getting used to using Firefox. Here's another thing. When you use Google for search... Again, Google is tracking so much of what you do. So starting, I guess, like 10 years ago, maybe longer, I started talking about a little pipsqueak called DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, that's the name of it, that is an alternate search engine that does not track what you do. And... I just saw recently that DuckDuckGo has grown to the point that they are 1% of the search market after all these years. 
because there's no advertising. People don't know it's there. They don't know they can use it as their search. I've got it right here on my screen where I've got the cute little duck there, and I just click on it when I want to do a search, and the results that it gives are, I find they're, they're perfectly good search results, and it is ad-supported, so they become self-sustaining. They make money every year. But at the same time, they, they are not there tracking everything you do, every move you make, and it is an alternative. So I know there's a lot of political theater on the issue of privacy with these big tech companies, but I want you to know if it matters to you, if you're concerned about your privacy, if you're concerned about these little electronic eyes following you all over the place, you have the ability to limit and control what they're up to. Pat is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Pat. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Pat. You're thinking of buying a foreclosure. Tell me about that. Um, I've done a little more research. Um, I uh, There's a house directly behind me that's been vacant for about five years, and my neighbor and I have been talking about it. Um, I'm in the Dayton, Ohio area, and um, the tornado that just came through, and now this, this uh, house I've been thinking about it has a, uh, a hole in its roof. So um, I don't know where to begin um, on approaching. Uh, I found the owner's name, but she died five years ago. I know who the bank is that holds the mortgage, but the, the bank is not the, you know, it's not in foreclosure, I found out. Oh, it's not um, in foreclosure. I thought it was originally when I sent that letter. Um but it, it's potentially just a, a fantastic, fantastic steal, and I don't know how to go full. All right. So what I would do in that case is, is there any real estate agent you know who has uh, been involved in, like, you buying the property you're in or you see them active yeah. in your neighborhood? Yeah, I, yeah I, I, do, I do know a couple of real estate agents. That's where you go. You go to one of them. And this is what they're good at. They'll, I mean, they want to make a commission. They'll find right. out for you what the status of it is, if it is a property that you can buy. And it's really important with a situation that's murky, like you're talking about, that if you do end up going through with buying that property, that you buy what's known as an owner's title insurance policy when you buy it. Correct. Because if somebody maybe has passed away or who knows what, uh, the title could be murky with that house just sitting there abandoned. And one of the things you got to know are taxes up to date. You know, okay. who's paying those taxes if the taxes are up to date? Right. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a great opportunity, but there's just, yeah, there's just so much, there's so many questions that just keep popping up and. So um, I would say you got a three-part thing here. First, you start with the real estate agent. Let them run it down. If it turns out it's something that you'd really be interested in, in this case, you want to have a real estate lawyer who runs history on that property for you. You pay him or her for the time to make sure that's going to be a clear and marketable title purchase. Okay. And then the third thing would be if you do end up proceeding to buy it, is that uh, you, would you be paying cash or would you take out a, a note to buy it? Uh, depending on what kind of deal we can get on it, because uh, the big hole in the roof, uh, you know, is 
adversely affected its value. So if we could take cash, we would, but um, maybe take a, a note on it. So if you take a note, they're going to make you take out title insurance, but it will not cover your side of the deal. So Correct. no matter what, you need to make sure that you buy owner's title, which will be an optional piggyback on the lender's title insurance if you end up taking a loan. Otherwise, you'll just be a straight owner's title thing. But if you okay. if you do things in that order, you should be able to run it down and be able to buy it with peace of mind. Okay. Thank you, sir. Well, good luck with it. Thank you. And go have some Grater's ice cream for me, okay? Uh, I will. That's one right, right around the corner. Yeah, that is one great ice cream. Glenna's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Glenna. Hi, Clark. How are you doing, Glenna? I'm doing just fine. I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. How can I be of service? Well, I'm 64 years old, and I've just been diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, oh, I'm so, so sorry. You, you know sound so upbeat. <laughs> um, my question is, is uh, I've been a procrastinator. I, am, I just got an attorney, and I'm going to get my will and all power of attorney and all that uh, set up. But I own my own home. And I do have some investments that I, I have worked for, and I'm still working, of course. And I just want to make sure that my kids uh, inherit this instead of me being a burden on my kids and having um, all the medical bills, you know, maybe uh, taken away. All right, well, let, let's talk this through, and, and okay. gosh, I mean, this is a lot you're having to deal with, and to get that diagnosis of lung cancer, have they told you what stage you are one to four? Uh, no, but it has metastasized to my liver, so okay. I'm not, you know, I don't think it's the great news. Okay, all right, well, as far as medical and protecting your kids, make sure that they know never to sign a financial responsibility form. Okay. If they, let's say you're not feeling well one day and one of your kids takes you to the hospital, uh -huh. the, the hospital patient billing person who comes in, if let's say you're sedated and they're having one of your kids fill out the forms, one of the forms they'll tend to slip in there is where your kid assumes financial responsibility for you. Okay. And you got to make sure they know to look thoroughly at any form they're asked to sign and that they never sign one of those forms. Okay, that's great. Uh, do you have health insurance? I do, through my employer. as, And I'm going to keep working as long as I can until they tell me I can't, until they kick me out. Do they have disability, short-term or long-term disability insurance that you have working there? They do. Okay, so that's... That's great. You'll be able to keep the health insurance in place. And, mm -hmm. you know, the policy that you have for health insurance will have an annual maximum payout that you have to pay. And then beyond that, everything's covered. Okay. Okay. So, so you should not feel in any way that you are going to be a burden on your children financially. Okay. And when you turn 65... You'll migrate into the Medicare program. Mm -hmm. And when do you turn 65? In 
then, uh, um, well, my birthday is June of ni- uh, 1955, so... 65 it'll be almost six months all right so or, all right so i can I all right let me tell you why that's important mm-hmm. uh more than three months before you turn 65 you want to make mm-hmm. sure you apply for medicare so it takes effect on your 65th birthday okay and if this disease does progress you know you're going to have more medical expenses and so you want to buy the most comprehensive Medicare supplement you can get okay. at that time as well. So okay. that you'll very much limit the out-of-pocket you have. And your employer may have, in a case where somebody turns 65, they may offer some employer-provided supplement that can substitute for a traditional Medicare supplement. Okay, I'll, I'll check on that. And do you feel you're getting adequate medical care where you are? Uh, yes. Uh, we, yeah, I do. I do, for sure. Okay. Well, you know, this is, this is a tough blow. This is a, is a I, I feel yeah. so bad talking to you about what you're facing. And you have just the most wonderful positive attitude. And, and I just compliment you on that. Well, I... Compliment you. I mean, I've listened to you forever and taken more advice than you can even imagine. So I'm just so happy that you got back to me. And the the lawyer you're dealing with about making sure you've got everything as it should be in order is great for you to do. And uh, making sure you take care of all the different things that your kids won't have to make decisions about is great as well and so that lawyer is going to be very helpful to you i just have one question uh are you able to um sign over your home to your kids before you know you don't want to there's a tax benefit to your kids if you do not survive this illness and Mm -hmm. uh, you want the home to to go to your kids it's better Tax-wise, if there's been an increase in the value of the home over the years, for that to happen at time of your passing rather than ahead of time. But again, this is where the lawyer will be very valuable to you. Okay. Okay. And I want to wish you the best. And how are your kids taking the news? Um, They're taking it better than I am. (laughs) Well, actually, it sounds like you you were holding up pretty well, and this is a time that get to see what family's made of, and I hope that your kids really can be there for you. Mike is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Mike. Hi, Clark. Thanks to you and your team for all you do. Absolutely. Mike, I keep talking about, hey, you know, if you're just one person there, don't pay for a home internet connection. Just live with internet on your phone. And then you have a, but Clark, you didn't think about what? Well, um, I'm getting ready to move. So right now we have an internet service provider and Wi-Fi at our home. And I thought when I move, I'd like to just hotspot off of my cell phone and not have to get that cable modem and and that Wi-Fi. But I currently have a a video doorbell, and I'd like to get some kind of video doorbell or video camera at the new home. And so typically you need to have wi-fi on 24 7 yes i if have you're failed gone you. and your cell phone's not there or your cell phone's turned off how would you do that yes i have failed you 
No doubt. No. <laughs> yes, I have, because you're right that the only alternative that I've had for people with uh, ring doorbells, Arlo doorbells, Nest doorbells, is that you can buy a um, cellular hotspot because mm-hmm. the data ping should be very low from one of those doorbells and use it as a potential alternative to a traditional wired home internet connection. Okay. And uh, you can find those at Walmart. You can find them a, a few places. But it may be more trouble than it's worth. And this may be one of the cases with cameras and with doorbells, electronic doorbells, that you have to have that home internet connection. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. That's what this is about. That's why I do this, is to serve you. So it's really important to me that I do a good job in service for you. And if there's a time that you hear me give an opinion, give advice, answer a question, and you feel like, come on, Clark, you can do better than that. Or what are you thinking? That's why we have Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. It's where you can go post where you feel that I didn't deliver. And you can give your opinion and advice on what I should have said or how I should have handled a call. And then once a week, our producer, Krista, goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares highlights with you right here, right now. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. All right. I'm going to start with this one. Can I write a listener stinks? This is about another Clark Stinks that I read. In response to the Clark Stinks stating that no woman would ever want a lab-created diamond... I must disagree and believe I have other women on my side. I love the idea of lab-created diamonds. Maybe it's because I love science. More importantly, I don't have the moral issues with lab-created diamonds that I have with natural diamonds. I appreciate that they are conflict-free. Engagement rings are more than the origin of the diamond or other stone or metal, and everyone's taste and ideology are different. Let's remember not to make sweeping generalizations about anyone. Clark and team, keep up the good work and know that your alternative suggestions are greatly appreciated. Regards, Lab Girl. Well, Lab Girl, thank you for that. And there are traditionalists who the idea of a diamond coming out of a lab instead of being dug out of the earth is something that just doesn't make any sense to them. There are others who are really going to like that idea, and the diamonds will be higher quality and will be less expensive for the equivalent stone when they do come from a lab-created source rather than dug out of the earth. Clark's idea of saving on the cost of razors was good, but not completely thought through. Drawing off razors after shaving does slow down the corrosion, also called rusting or oxidation, that dulls the blades between uses. But there is still oxygen in the air that will dull the blades. Storing the blades in a cup of mineral oil will fix that. Mineral oil also works much better than shaving cream as a facial lubricant. Motor oil works also works since it has no oxygen in its chemical structure, but I will stick with using mineral oil. Dan. Oh, Dan. Can you imagine? So, Dan, there are other folks that have made the mineral oil suggestion as well. 
And I do want you to know that I am just four weeks away from making it one year with a blade. It's getting tougher and tougher to shave with. And I'm just curious, how do I look? Do I look poorly shaven today? Fine. I feel, I mean, feeling, feel a little bit like I missed a little here and a little there. So either that's because I wasn't paying enough attention or the blade really needs to get gone. Okay, Clark, you and many others don't seem to understand that much of the rural United States has poor or no internet connections. I can drive you quickly to areas that have very poor or no cell coverage. Over-the-air TV is only a couple of channels, if they have any. Cutting the cable does not work for all these areas. Heck, many don't don't have cable either. I've had direct TV since 1996. They do a good job. Would I like a smaller bill? Yes, but I'm a realist and not a dreamer. Sorry, Clark, you and many others need to wake up from the dream. Pete. Pete, I appreciate your post, and it continues to be a real technology gap in the United States with a couple of thousand counties in the U.S. that have very poor technology infrastructure and People don't have access to good high-speed internet connections. They don't have access to so many things that people take for granted who live in urban and suburban areas. The good news is that over the next 24 months, we're going to see a number of competitive initiatives that will allow rural areas, not just in the United States, but around the world, to have connection to high-speed internet at reasonable prices, and companies are clawing and scratching to get advantage in that market. In reading your post on nine things to do before buying a house, I get concerned that you don't advise the prospective buyer to research the cost of property taxes. When I bought my house, the former owners were over the age of 65 and received a tax break for seniors. In addition, the tax rate was based on an old appraisal of 85000 when, with a hot housing market, I paid $200,000. A year after I moved in, my taxes went from $1,000 to over $2,400, which totally destroyed my budget. As someone who tells everyone to do their homework, it sounds like you left out an important part of their assignment. Sharon in Orlando, Florida. Thanks. I appreciate that. And that is something that we should add into that story because one of the things now that the mortgage interest deduction is pretty much useless on buying a home and the cap on state and local tax deductions it's part of the new federal tax law you got to look at all the expenses of home ownership you cannot really think of buying a place where the payment is equivalent to what you were paying in rent and think you're going to be okay because on top of that you're going to have the maintenance on the property you've got the um property tax, and you have the insurance you have to have on it. So it has effectively become more expensive to be a homeowner than it was in the past, and that is a great point. Waiting until 70 to collect Social Security. Clark ignores the reality of a large looming Social Security benefit cut and fails to respond in any way to the comments of his readers that call him out on it. Scott. Scott, I appreciate that, and I actually have responded that there is a a lack of will at this point in the political establishment in Washington with both the Congress and the president to address the structural deficit 
in Social Security. And it doesn't mean that if Congress and the president fail to act that there will be no more Social Security, but it does mean at some point there's going to be some pain in the process. There will have to be a large uh, income tax increase or, or Social Security tax increase to cover the benefits that have been promised to people, or there will be benefit cuts, or there'll be some combination of those things. The sooner we address that in political Washington, the better. But right now, the politicians are in silly season through the 2020 election, and I don't think anybody will seriously address the structural deficit of Social Security or Medicare. On Cuba, if you're disappointed about cruise ships not being able to stop at Cuba, first take a trip to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Enjoy the horse races and sightsee, then go to the airport and board a plane for Cuba. To our friends north of the border, Cuba is a warm getaway during the winter, similar to going to the South, to South Florida or Palm Springs, California. I was told Cuba will not stamp your U.S. passport so the immigration people will not know you went to Cuba. Enjoy your show, learn a few things, and you do not smell that bad. Well, Winnipeg's a great town. I've been to Winnipeg. I've traveled around Manitoba, and there have been some really good fares recently to Winnipeg. So someone can get two-for-one, fly to Winnipeg, travel around Manitoba, go to, to Lake Winnipeg, and then go from there to Cuba and not have to worry about all the restrictions we have in the United States. Never thought of going to Manitoba to go to Cuba, though. (laughs) Okay, usually love and agree with all your advice. However, on this one, I think you are so wrong. I first experienced a home warranty with a new home purchase in 2015. The value of the the new home, around 216 k In our first year, it was free. Then the second year, we paid and upped the plan to include our spa tubs and our pool. We have used the warranty to fix the dryer, the washer was replaced, air conditioner, and pool salt cell. The pool and air issues cost us just less than $1,000 total. Our service call fee is $75. Our yearly warranty is about $250. So you tell me how this could be wrong. You can save this service even if you have lived in your existing home for years. You can still have this service. This I did not know. Thanks for all your other helpful advice. But on this one, I think you're off your mark. Thank you, and I would love to know where you're finding a full home warranty for 250 a year. Those tend to quote around the country at 500 to about 675 a year, so you're finding quite a deal. That warranty company should hate your house, your address, if they've actually done all those incredible repairs for you and you've paid so little money. So in your case, obviously. It has been a good decision that you renewed that warranty. On the ice cream foreign object recall you, or call that you took, you should have asked if the container had a factory seal. Ice cream and some other dairy products are hit or miss, even if they use a seal, and it always makes me wonder if my product has been tampered with. I typically eat it, enjoy it, and hope for the best. Thanks for your wonderful service, Tim. Tim, that was a crazy call about... Uh, or an object in ice cream, yuck. And uh, ice cream, some manufacturers do, in fact, seal under the lid, and you know that, that the product has not been tampered with. And why that's not a standard thing in the manufacturer of ice cream, 
delivered to supermarket cases I don't get. On a recent show, while addressing your caller's concern, you assumed that the caller's significant other was his wife. I would have hoped that in this day and age, you, of all people, wouldn't take to assumptions. We live in a world full of diversity, and it is possible that the caller's other half could have been a man. Please take this into consideration in the future. You know what they say about assumptions. Love your show. Keep up the great job, Eric in Wisconsin. Eric, I appreciate that. I try very hard when I'm answering a question where somebody uh, talks about a spouse or significant other or a partner and they don't state gender. I try to stay neutral on that because we are, in fact, as you say, in a diverse society. And sometimes I guess I forget. Clark, 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 please stop bashing crypto as a whole. There are good cryptocurrencies, ones with real products and customers. Please stop scratching the surface and research it. My three-month-old and I will continue to listen every night at 2 a.m. via podcast, and maybe next time only one of us will be crying. Blaze. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. So uh, cryptocurrencies are still crying babies at this point themselves. And so the cryptocurrency market is in its very early infancy. Any Anything like it that is to be a replacement for traditional government-issued money that does not have stable value is not a good buy on my part, So, in my thinking. So when stability comes to that market, then my answers on cryptocurrencies will change. And I appreciate your post. I appreciate all the posts. And I want you to know that I take what you say to heart in order to try to do a better job serving you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brett's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Brett. How are you doing? Good, Clark. How are you? It's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, great to have you here, Brett. How can I serve you? So I work for a company that offers both a a traditional 401k as well as a Roth 401k. And I think you've talked about this before, but I don't know what your answer was. So you know, I'm 47. I live in New England in a state that has high taxes. My taxes actually went down this year, but I still owed money because of the salt issue. So at what point, and I'm considered a high income um, earner within the company, but at what point do you determine, determine if you stay in the standard 401k or you continue to invest in the Roth 401k? Well, it's part art and part science, okay, in terms of the bracket. So when you start getting 
up into some stratosphere with earnings, that's when it really starts to make sense for you to look at going into um, a traditional instead of a Roth. Because the initial answer is you're going to benefit from the Roth from putting after-tax dollars in and knowing that in retirement, those are your dollars to spend. But as a practical rule, you you married or single? I'm married. So you have to be a pretty high earner before you hit a point where it tips heavily towards doing a traditional instead of a Roth. And I'd say that point for a married couple is when your income goes over 300000 a year, which is pretty rarefied air. Yeah, so combined, no, we're, we're less than three hundred. But I was curious more about my personal situation. You know, what do I do, you know, versus us per se? So I'm just right, not but, sure. but, but the way you do that, unless you're do, uh, preparing your income tax return, married, filing separately, if you're doing a joint return, yes. the decision about how you do your individual investing for retirement is based on that tax rate you have as a couple. So okay. the reason I said that is that you're looking at an effective tax rate in the low 20s Correct. when your income is in that area. And so tax rates are unusually low by historical standards, and we're running these massive budget deficits. So I think you're likely better doing the Roth version instead of the traditional now, I forgot, did you say you have an employer match or don't have an employer match? I do. So I'm saving 13% myself, and then the company gives me another three. So total, I'm saving about 16%. All right. So with that 16%, that 3% the company's doing automatically is going to be pre-tax money subject to tax and retirement. And so if the 13 you're saving, you do after tax and the Roth... I think that's what makes sense right now for a couple is your state income tax level. Is it seven uh, percent? Is that what I remember? The income tax, I think, is in the sixes. Six, yeah. So at that level, you will be better served by doing the Roth than the traditional. Even though um, I'm forty-seven. Even though you're forty-seven. Because okay. you got a you got a lot of rounds in front of you. Even when you retire, you're still going to have years that you're going to want that money to grow, continue to grow tax free. Roth money is so great to have for down the road in retirement, more flexibility when you take it, and when you have a pile of pre-tax money and post-tax money in retirement, based on what else is going on with your life financially, you're able to pick and choose when you have that pre-tax and post-tax pile, where you're going to grab funds from to fund your life. And so I really like that kind of strategy. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.